step into the lion's den, where brilliant women and brilliant men have truly bold conversations. There is nothing off limits inside the den, from the boardroom to the bedroom. Every dimension of life and love is uncovered here. They talk about all the things that many of us think, but rarely say out loud. So if you're ready for some truly courageous conversation, join your host, Albion Lyons, and her co-host and cub, Jay Wilson, along with a host of special guests and expert contributors as they bring you your new favorite radio show. Come inside the Lion's Den. So we're back inside of the Lion's Den. I am with you today, your host, Alvian Lyons, and inside of the den for today's deliciously delicious conversation is the gift. Jay is here. Hi, guys. I missed you. And then, you know, next to me is the present. Um, <laughs> Thank you for my introduction. Appreciate it. I'm not here for it today. Hey, we, no. we all going to be here for it today because we have a question. Apparently, we, you know, our series has sparked some stuff. So people are like, look, let's keep going with this because we're trying to figure out what we need to do, too. So the question is, when do you know that it's time to cut people out of your life? So, Den, I'm asking you all, what do you think? What are the markers? When, when should people know that like, it's time to quit, it's time to move on, it's time to leave? And this can be in various areas because we got questions about it where careers were concerned, questions where relationships were concerned. I mean, it, it just kind of spanned the gamut. So let's just, let's just throw it in there and see what comes out. What do you think? I think that it's time to leave when, when those relationships cost you more than they, they help you. When they're no longer investments, they're just expenses, I think it's time to go. Mm. <laughs> you said when it's no longer investments, it's what? Just expenses. Yep. Because an investment says that I put something in and I get something back. Get something back, back in return. Right. But if it's just an expense, it means all it is is that things are going out. Now, that's a really succinct way to be able to say it. Huck, what do you think? Speak on behalf of our men. What do you think? Um, on, behalf of my, on behalf of the men, I want to qualify and quantify some things. Okay. So... Were you in speaking in terms of relationships with men and women, work, like friendships? What were you speaking on when you say investments? And I feel like that's a sweeping statement. Well, so why don't, Huck, why don't you break it down into something very specific from your perspective? So I would just argue with you. That's fine. <laughs> I would disagree when it comes down to work because sometimes the relationship, work relationship, becomes toxic. But because of responsibilities, i.e. me being um, a provider for my family, mm-hmm. head of household, mm-hmm. I can't just because my boss gets on my nerves consistently <laughs> and um, not not current um, situation, situation. I, I love where I am now. Mm-hmm. But previously, um, and there's no filter. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I couldn't just leave because we didn't rock because I had two little girls at home mm-hmm. that I had to be accountable to. But I knew it was time to go and actively seek other employment when um, they had no respect for my family. Mm. So yeah. I'm a family dude. So you, you don't respect my family. You don't respect me. So I will excuse myself. But I could the caveat, like I said, I couldn't leave because I had to make sure there was something else to replace that stream of income. When it comes down to relationships, when myself and I'm dating a female – 
Um, it's been a while, so I don't really know. Oh, stop um, it. It has. You act like, like it's been a decade. It hasn't. Okay. One day with the Lord is like a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been married for almost four years now mm-hmm. this time around. So I would think, and I would have to say, I w- on that on that front, I agree with Jay when um, the investments start to dwindle. Like you can't see any return on that. Yeah, when it when this when you get on my nerves and like you just become a burden, like mm-hmm. you nagging. Nothing I do or nothing that the situation can never be right. Nothing's so ever good enough. We gonna go ahead and cut that off. And I think because I'm a little bit older, I've been through divorce. My tolerance is really low. <laughs> so. <laughs> When I see that investment, it may not dwindle down to zero, but when I start seeing from 100% to 98%, we will have a conversation because, look, what I'm not going to do is hang around is hang around and waste time. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to be out. Friendships, um, I'm a little bit different uh, because friendships are different categories. You have friends, you have associates, then you have people that you just know. Mm-hmm. So, it, again, the boundary lies and with family, if you are not in line with my family views and values, then we can't be friends. Hmm. Um, we cannot be associates if you, and cannot be friends if you don't have integrity, if you don't have character, right. and your morals aren't sound. So, do you ever struggle with that? Okay, um, let me just pause you right there on the friendship thing because it's something that I struggle with on a regular basis, and I struggle with it. I think because because everybody your friend, Alvin. That's why. See, that's <laughs> now I am a friend to all the people in my world, but everybody is not my friend, <laughs> and you have got to know the difference mm-hmm. between those things. All right, so I recognize that there are people in my life that I am their person, but they're not my person. Okay. Um, and I'm okay with that. Like every relationship is not going to be a hundred percent mutual. What I do struggle with though, and I think that it is sometimes the plight of us who are believers is to figure out where that line is between what is an assignment of God versus what is just you holding on to something that you don't need to hold on to anymore. And so like, I always worry um, and worry might be a strong word. I, I often reflect and think about and ponder um, whether or not some of the relationships that I have in my life where I know that these are people who are not anchored well, who don't have a lot of stability in their own lives, who are struggling with some things, and they don't necessarily bring something to my life, per se. That It is more that I know that they need to be loved. I know that they need somebody, and I feel like I am, as a Christian, obligated to hang in there sometimes. And it's and and as a matter of fact, just for those of you who don't know, that before I was um, a non-denominational Christian, I was a Catholic. And let me tell you, Catholics struggle with guilt. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, the Catholicism will teach you some serious guilt. So I always felt bad about leaving someone that I didn't, I wasn't confident that they had someone to catch them if I walked out. So I'm, I, as much as I help other people walk through their stuff, it is my own personal struggle cutting some folks off. Cause I don't really cut people off now. Like you, Huck, if you cross my family, I will forget your mama had you. But as long as it's only me who's affected by it, I tend to let that that leash is a lot longer for me. And for me, it depends. Like, I have somebody that I used to deal with that's still in my space, but not in my space. Because, again, 
you haven't been through it, but like if you, when you go through divorce, it it changes the very DNA of who you are because like you find out the things you did tolerate, you don't have to. So my patience and my tolerance, not I don't have that guilt. I can cut you off and not ever talk to you ever again in life. And I'm fine. He's like, I, I sleep, I sleep well. I eat spaghetti every day. And I'm fine with that. But but I will say, before, prior to divorce, I did struggle with that because um, I felt like that if I didn't love this person, and not talking about my ex-wife, but just people in general, yeah. mm-hmm. if I didn't love them, who was going to take care of them? That is the who, struggle I had. Like the fools. Who was going to make sure these fools didn't kill themselves? But now, it's like I got too many things that's on my plate that's imperative and more important for me to wrestle with and the tension with all that stuff to worry about someone that at the end of the day, if I drop dead, they will continue to be a fool. Mm-hmm. So why would I spend it and invest my time with something like that? Um, but relationships, again, prior to divorce, like I would ride them joints today at the bottom of the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean, man. And I, I still tried to find some kind of good yeah. un- until that that uh part of my life happened. And once that part of my life happened, it's hit true. rock by hit rock bottom, excuse me. I'm good. That's when it changed everything. For Absolutely. You. Jay, what do you think? I think that I agree with Huck. That's crazy. <laughs> really? Wow, that felt like on air people vinegar. heard you say that. <laughs> I, I think I think that the gift it's starting to warm up to this present oh, concept. God, it's cool though. Don't worry Watch about it. Watch out for her Scorpio. Okay, right. go ahead. Please don't make me sting you. Um, I agree. I feel like it does depend on the relationship. It does depend on where you are in your life also. Because um, I know that I've had people in my life that probably shouldn't have been able to stick around as long as they did. Mm-hmm. And it was very much a concern for me. Like, if I don't have them, who will have them? Um, and then I think that for me, I got to a point that was like, but do you have me? Mm. And I had to kind of take inventory of the people that I w- was giving my time to um, and allowing into my space because it was like, OK, it's you can you can do your spiritual charity. You know, there's <laughs> there's a category for that. You should be able to write off with the Lord. <laughs> Um, not the right. We're talking about a spiritual IRS. Yes. <laughs> not okay. the right off. Absolutely. Okay. So that <laughs> you learn something new every so day. That, so that God knew that you paid your dues there. Right. You know. I did my time. I did my time there. I stuck it out. I was there for their hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there comes a point where you really do have to look out for yourself. Yeah. And some of these relationships, whether that be friendship or romantic relationship. Um, because you're right that career is definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really, I think I was really speaking more. I really wasn't thinking about career when, when I answered that question. But um, in terms of your romantic and your, you know, friendships. Mm-hmm. Platonic relationships. Your platonic mm-hmm. relationships. It's, it's more like, for me personally, it's like, if you don't have my back, like I have your back, I don't really want to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. Because, but it was because of how we were raised. So coming up in a family where you know everybody's got each other's backs. Right. This is this is the mafia. This mm-hmm. is how we do things. Um, love, loyalty, faith, mm-hmm. education. Mm-hmm. But we're all looking out 
and then to extend that love to other people and then not be able to appreciate it, like ingratitude is, it's really a deal breaker for me. Mm. And for me, gratitude is not about you always saying thank you or me reminding you of what it is that I've done for you or how I've been there for you. It's just reciprocating that same energy. Right. So when you can't do that and now I'm spending this time because me for, for people that I love, it's like, when I take on your, your stuff, when I'm trying to be here for you, like I take it on emotionally also. And so if I'm investing all of my emotion in what it is that you're going through and you can't even do that for me, like not even kind of, I'm, I'm good. Well, I definitely, I feel you, I th- but I, th- I think that, and I say, shouldn't say but because I'm not negating your statement. But you did. <laughs> right, she did. It was an accident. I really didn't mean it, but. She meant I it. I really meant to say that I feel you. Look at that tail, that Scorpio tail. I feel you and, and, not but, conjunction, and um, to your original statement about when you're, in essence, pouring in, investing, and getting nothing back in return, I think one of the spots we have to check ourselves is when we start losing ourselves mm-hmm. inside of that relationship. And that can happen on any of those levels, mm-hmm. whether it be friendship, whether it be, you know, romantic relationship or whether it be business, when you are losing you inside of it all, that is definitely a time to, to check this. Right. Is this yeah. really what I'm supposed to be doing? And I, you know, I'm, I'm going through a situation with a, a friend who has a very tumultuous life and everything that comes with that life, you know, can have spillover and that spillover is impacting other people. Mm-hmm. And when you start running down the rabbit hole with all the stuff that people are getting themselves into and all the stuff that they're doing, the drama they brought into their lives, all of that, if you get too far in it, it becomes your stuff too. Right. And if you're not able to effectively separate those things, if you're not able to create a line of delineation between who they are and what they're doing versus what's, what is now part of your world. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to pause and you need to back up whether you need to cut the person out of your life altogether might be a little bit different or in question, but you definitely need to stop for a second and really rethink is this toxic at this point? Because there's a difference between relationships that aren't aren't really giving you anything and relationships relationships that are actually taking something away, away yeah. from you. And the toxicity is the, is the point at which I really think you have to give yourself the permission to set them free. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people struggle with the fact, and then I'm going to shut up for a second because y'all look like you have something to say, but a lot of people struggle with the fact <laughs> that choosing you is not rejecting someone else. So for me to choose myself is not a rejection of you. It's an acceptance of my own personal worth. So I am worth too much to me to allow myself to be devalued by you. I am not rejecting you. I am just choosing me. And you can love someone and not be with them either, be it in friendship, because I love my friends, even the ones that aren't great. Mm-hmm. And, and or in a romantic relationship, I can love you romantically and still choose me, which means that I'm neither going to be with you or sleep with you. I might neither hang out with you or we might not be tight, but I can love you from afar. So that if something were really terrible and you needed me, I, I'll, I might choose, depending on the circumstances, to show up. But 
the reality is that it's okay to choose yourself. It is not selfish. It's not self-centered. It is okay to choose you. I think today will go down in history be to be one of the first days that Jay and I agree on some things. Um, <laughs> she said a couple of things, and you said some things that kind of want to unpack real, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think now, being where I am in life and being married to Mrs. Huck, um, she's my best friend indeed. So all my friendships, about as far as who I let in and who I like, kind of kick out, the baseline of that is based upon the friendship I have with her. Mm. And that may be unfair to some people, um, but at this point in my life, I refuse to lower that standard because the standard she is kind of laid is high, but it's not really that high. It's just like she said. That's why we agree, and I don't understand. Whatever. Um, it's a solar eclipse. I, you don't have to treat me the same way, but you at least have to do me like be decent to me. Right. And the level of decency that Mrs. Huck has provided and afforded me is like established a new standard. Like if I don't have any other friends, I'm cool mm-hmm. because I'm I'm good there. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something, and it's more on a sexual uh, uh, con- um, connotation. As far as some of the things I see with women and men, they cut people off, but they'll still sleep with them, right. and mm-hmm. they don't un- like like more so. No shade. Women don't understand the difference of sex and love. Right. So, like, I can sleep with you, and it'd be nothing. Yeah. Like, we can we can have sex, and it could be great. Right. But when I get up, you're done. I'm gone. Right. And you like you text me, you know, uh, W Y D or one four three. I'm looking at my phone like, all right, one four three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm music. Music soul child, man. Hey, I love it. I I don't apologize for that. Was that's when music was music. I agree. I digress. Uh, She, we agree. That's that's two. Right, that's actually ahead, three, but that's that is three. on the other side of the break. Don't worry about it. We're going to argue. <laughs> Even if I agree, I'm not going to say it. But um, that's something that people don't understand. Like a man can cut you off. And conversely, I've seen it and being totally transparent. I've been on that side of it where a female has cut me off and I'm like, I still love you. And she's like, hmm. <laughs> this is cool, but this is where we are. So I've been on both sides of that, um, and I think if more men would be more transparent about it, it does, it's not saying that you weak. Not saying it, it's just in life you you it will happens. always find that one yeah. that it, that will throw you a curveball, and you're like, I never saw that coming. But that's another section on the show, and we're going to talk about something different. But um, can either one of you all speak to being able to cut someone off, not so much even in a sexual sexual way, but let's say even professionally. We work together. We function well together professionally. But then when time to go out and have drinks, I'm not going with y'all. So mm-hmm. how, how do you all navigate that? Well, I mean, just my my quick two cents, Jay, because I could see that look on your face. But there's... Stop telling on my look. Doing, doing work together is very separate from doing relationship. And um, I don't really find those lines blurry at all, personally. You know, just because I work with you doesn't mean I need to play with you. I consider those two totally separate sandboxes. But you'll work. But when you work with somebody, mm-hmm. and, and I, I can say it because your energy that you give, like a lot of people misunderstand that. Mm-hmm. Just because you're giggling and like you a touchy feely type person, so you will touch. I'm a hugger guy. But then like it's so many guys that like when they find out who I really am and they like, yo, you work with her and like it. 
like, dude, it's, it's not like that. So, but they think just because you look at them a little bit longer or you laugh and you giggle, like y'all about to go and you know do whatever. And it's it's not it's not even like that. So how, like, how do you? I don't know what's the best way to ask a question, but how do you? Like, keep those lines not being blurred. Not for you, but for them. Because your lines are good. Yeah, mine but for are them, very clear. they misinterpret that. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I do I do run into that sometimes um, where my warmth. Truth be told, you run into it a lot, but you are oblivious warmth, to it. But let's keep moving. <laughs> is misinterpreted as something different than that. I, I treat everybody well. Period. Unless you do something really egregious, unless you're a really horrible human being, I am nice to everybody. And nice in a way that probably, you're right, because I'm I'm a huggy, touchy-feely kind of person because I believe that everybody needs to feel wanted and seen and appreciated and all that good stuff, that I do give people that. And um, for men in particular, it can be perceived as something more than just my warmth. And I have a way of very nicely creating lines. You know, like I, I, can, I can play with you for a long time until you say anything to me that suggests that this is supposed to be or lead to something physical in any kind of way. Because I am happy to bring up Matthew Lyon's name. I love <laughs> to tell people how perfect he is. And men do receive that as saying, okay, all right, well, she just threw right in the center of this conversation that her husband is amazing. And, and I get ridiculous with it. Like when I really need to let you know, not here. I, I mean, Matthew, I'll talk about him like he walks on water. Like I'll just bring him into every conversation. And that is the ultimate turnoff for most of the men that I deal with because they want to be that somebody to me. So the last thing they want to hear is about somebody else being that somebody. So I just weave them into every conversation. We could be, you know, reaching for a piece of paper. I bet my baby loves the paper. (laughs) Yes, she really does. (laughs) I'll I'll bring him into any kind of conversation. That paper is the same color as the shirt my baby wore this morning. He looked amazing. White paper? It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter because I want you to know that that's who my mind is on. So So it's a very pleasant and warm way of helping somebody understand that it is not. It's not you and me, kid. Like it's really not you and me. Kid. <laughs> so Jay, how, how do you do it? Because you are uh, in a different uh, age group. And you she's are, chillier. You I'm definitely very, not friendly. But it's but you may not be friendly, but now with our generation, you don't have to be friendly to Yes, because people actually be interpret found. that as kinda hot though. Yeah, it's like being yeah. mean. Yeah. Can be a little bit hot to some folks, but that's your generation because people don't really. Yeah, I didn't like that. My generation, that was not cute. I need she you grin at me. Uh, right I, my try hand. To, I try to make the meanest faces and it just <laughs> doesn't seem to work, though. Um, for me, I'm really I'm not I'm not super social um, when it comes to people that I don't know. I I mesh very well in public settings. I can do people, but I don't necessarily like people. <laughs> Um, and I mean that That's in the most. Oxymoron. For the I, record, she's like that with children too. I, okay, she, you didn't even have to do. I that. just wanted to so tell y'all. This is what happens when you. But she loves her mom. son, though. I love no, my but son. But that's the my point. Kid is like perfect. she, when, when um, she rocks with you, she rocks with you hard. hard. When she doesn't, God bless you. Yeah. So, like for for me, it's very interesting because when I'm approached, I I will I will sit there and just stare at you. <laughs> you will keep talking, waiting for me to respond, and I will just look at you because you have to be out of your out of your mind. You can't possibly be serious. 
I like to keep those lines very clear mm-hmm. because I <laughs> almost in a crude, yes, <laughs> very abrupt. It's not crude. It's, it's borderline rude. <laughs> it really is, and that's okay. And she knows it though. Like she knows. It. I'm She's okay not, with it's that. Not a blind spot. I'm okay if you don't like me. I got one of those personalities. You either love or you hate. There's kind of and, nothing in between. And either of those is none of my business. It has nothing to do with me, truly. Because, ladies and gentlemen, while Miss Lyons and Miss Wilson look very <laughs> similar to one another, they cannot be any more polar opposites in of one another. It is so in personality. True. So, like so what she true. said, you either love her or you hate her. What I have learned is I have learned to love the things that I hate, so I will <laughs> love her. So we we have we have become friends begrudgingly (laughs) through that understanding because she has not changed. She is she is a consistent creature. I'm very very consistent creature. So if she has to has to consistently cut people out of her world, she's consistent about that. And the rest of us, on the other hand, struggle a little bit more about when to cut people. off. I think you just struggle. Yeah, you. I don't think because dad doesn't struggle. My dad does not struggle at all You're about right. cutting people off. He doesn't. He's like, forget you and the horse you rode in on. That is, those because are his that's exact the best, words. That's and I get the it best from him. way to live. I know I get it from him. That's the best way to live. If you're not adding to my life, why are you here? Are y'all Christians? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. At some point, Jesus, Jesus left people. Now, God did open up the earth and swallow mm-hmm. up some folks. But right. he started with so many disciples, then he went down to 12. It is true. He does. He did narrow down the pack mm-hmm. yeah. pretty fast. So I follow Jesus. Look, this cutting people off thing is not always the easiest thing. We'll continue the rest of the conversation on the other side of the break. We'll be back on the other side of this break with real people, relevant topics, and raw honesty inside the Lion's Den. Stay tuned. 